Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's begin now. Six Ten Sports Radio Saturday live and local. Good God, it feels good to do this again for you, Kansas City. The follow-up, Brandon Kylie, who is live and local from ten to twelve with the leadoff. A lot of camp stuff. Brandon Kylie, man, he's uh, putting some old miles on the old Honda car that he has, right? Um, big show today. Uh, a lot of Chiefs. I mean, it's basically all Chiefs. It's the number one thing going in this town, other than cereal and beer. Which uh, are both Chiefs related. Yeah. Like it's all you, Chiefs. Like with the golden, what is it, the golden road blonde ale the Chiefs are selling at High yeah. V. And then the cereal. I feel like that's a recipe for Jay Binkley's Twitter video to put the, the beer in the cereal and then eat it and then chug the, the, you know, the beer milk. Yeah, he was talking about it on Big at Night the other day when I was working with him. Oh, that he already wanted, said he's going to do that? No, he didn't say exactly that, but he eat said it, that Jay. basically he wanted to make some kind of like Mahomes Magic Crunch ale, like a stout out of cereal because Gross. some people do that. I don't know. It's just, no, what, it's Bink. You know, what, what he ba- thinks a Big Mac is a sandwich, so. He, we do have that on record. We do. I've, um, I've got it right here. I thought we were going to start the show off every time with that, that Clippers GM, Nick Price. Okay. Let's do it. How are you doing? Let the people know how excited we are to be here. You know how excited I am? I have these notes, but I got to say I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! You weren't ready for that, were you? That's how we start the show every time from here on out. Uh, some stuff today. Pete Sweeney live from St. Joe at uh, at 1.30 today. We'll have Pete Sweeney join the show. The the Honda Civic driving, too short sitting in a chair sitting, crappy smiling, Syracuse writing, Arrowhead, Pre- Arrowhead Pride editor-in-chief Pete Sweeney at 1.30. Also, some other good topics about this Chiefs team. We'll do another Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry comp. I think this is the best one yet. Um because they're both similar in a way that has changed the game and probably will change the game for the future upcoming. That's just the way it is. That's what Patrick Mahomes can do. But again, I really think Jay Binkley should pour Mahomes Magic Crunch into a bowl and instead of milk, use the Golden Blonde Ale or the Golden Road Blonde Ale. That's just what he should do. I don't think it's going to be that tough to get Bink to do that. How about this for a stat for you today? Tom Brady turns 42 years old today, right? Old that's, man Tom. That's not really that old. Um, for football, it's ancient. But Tom Brady, 42 years old. Patrick Mahomes is 23. So when Patrick Mahomes was born, Tom Brady was a freshman at Michigan. So that's how you can start your day there, Nick Price. That's crazy. Um, there's a lot of Hollywood in Tom Brady, but there's also a lot of Hollywood appeal in this Kansas City Chiefs team. And that's where we start the show off today. I know that Kansas City is the number 34 sports market because we work in it. So take my word for it. But it feels right now that this team has got a lot of Hollywood pizzazz to it. You have arguably 
the hottest superstar in football right now when it comes to quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Now, I know you can watch first take. You can watch first things first. You can watch whatever you want around the horn. They're not talking about Patrick Mahomes every day because, quite frankly, they don't have to. If they wanted to, they probably could. Uh, Tom Martin of KCTV5 had the video yesterday of Patrick Mahomes throwing the deep ball to Juan Thornhill, not Juan Thornhill, to Miko Hardman, and Mahomes called it the ugliest 60-yard duck he's probably ever thrown. Bleacher Report then took the video, put it on their site, and thousands of views became an attraction afterwards. We are at that level with Patrick Mahomes that no matter what he does, whether it be a soft toss left-handed throw, whether it be hitting a target with the left hand, whether it be laughing with his Kermit the Frog type of voice, whether it be serial, the attention around this team feels a lot like Hollywood. The star power on this team resembles to me what is a following of like a boy band. I'm not saying that you had to be a fan of boy bands growing up. I don't know if you were boys to men, new kids on the block, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, One Direction. It really doesn't matter. Maybe you're old enough to be a Beatles fan. That's what this team reminds me of. It reminds me of a Hollywood splash that everyone has to get their eyes on and everybody wants some sort of something of it. I'm not even as far as to say is that there could be some point where somebody spits out a piece of gum and somebody puts Tyree Kill's chewing gum from training camp on eBay. I'm dead serious. There is a lot of Hollywood around this team. The pizzazz, the star power, the players on this team, everybody's got their role. And coming up at 12-15, Nick Price and I will dive into each of the cores from the 2015 Royals and the 2019 Chiefs. I talked about it on Thursday night at Bink at Night a little bit, but I want to dive a little bit more in depth into that content a little bit later. But we get back to what this Hollywood feel feels like. When you look at this team, it's not only kids losing their minds, it's grown-ass adults losing their minds. I work with people at another job that said, I've got to get off work on Saturday because I have to go to training camp because my kid won't leave me alone about it, but I can't let my kid know how excited I am because I want to go there more than my kid because I like the new addition of Frank Clark. I like Patrick Mahomes. I want to see a left-handed throw or a 70-yard bomb to a speedster receiver with my own damn eyes. It's everywhere. And when you think of Hollywood and you think of boy bands that I mentioned, right, I don't say that you have to listen to the Backstreet Boys and know every single word to I want it that way or in sync, it's tearing up my heart or boys to men, whatever you want to say, new kids on the block, whatever song that you knew or whatever band that you followed, if you didn't or you didn't know what they were, you knew what the pizzazz and you knew what the attention was like with these gigantic fronts of boy bands and Hollywood type of feel. Well, you knew about, like, all the hype and how people follow him around. I mean, we had a freaking helicopter out at Arrowhead Stadium spying on Mahomes, basically, when we caught that video of him throwing the football out of the stadium. Exactly. It's crazy. And you, I don't know if that was accident. Now, I happened to be covering the Royals game that night, and mm -hmm. I think Ryan Marshall of 41 Action News was in there as well getting Royals audio. And someone had asked him about that. It might have been Cody Tapp. Like, I think, they were, I think Cody literally did ask him, do you guys just have a helicopter hovering over – uh, training camp or uh, over Arrowhead when you and it's like now nah, we're just probably doing traffic and then somebody was like hey there's people on the field at Arrowhead oh who is it oh crap it's Patrick Mahomes keep that shot live yeah that's the type of power it is that's the type of field it is and Mahomes has that McJagger Harry Styles Nick Carter 
uh, Nick Lachey of 98 Degrees if you want to get real sexy with boy bands. Boy, when they did concerts and stuff with their shirts off. Anyways, the thing about Mahomes and this team and the Hollywood feel that it has is that it's contagious. Last year it was fun because you didn't have the expectations of AFC Championship game. I'll be fair, I'll admit it. I've said this before, I'll say it again on this show. I said the Chiefs would probably be consistently inconsistent, looking at 10-6, and six, maybe 11-5. and five. Boy, was I wrong. 12-4, and four, your quarterback does 55,000. Your two receivers have 1,000-plus. Kelsey has the best year ever with 10 touchdowns and 1,300 receiving yards. Sets the tight end record, only to be broken by Kittle minutes later. But this team, with the personalities and the star power that this core brings with this team, is very Hollywood-esque. And we break it down even more. You look at training camp last weekend. We went to Jay Binkley live in St. Joe because we knew it was going to be a zoo. And when that happened, and when we got that type of stuff, it was insane. Because Jay Binkley let us know that there were people there at 8 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, waiting. It looked like a preseason game. It looked like a week one in St. Joe scrimmage of Chiefs, and it was just practice. There was no pads. There was no contact. People just wanted to go because they wanted to see it. And you look at the other thing that came out this week. Cereal. Cereal. Not marshmallows involved in the cereal. Not cereal that turns your milk into chocolate milk. Not cereal that comes with a prize. Cereal with your quarterback on the cover of the box. What's the longest running cereal that we know of that we can think of that has star power to it? Wheaties, right? Right. Correct? Yeah. When you were a star... Back in the day, you got your face on the cover of Wheaties. Now, Patrick Mahomes has his own damn cereal with his picture on the front. And what's even better is that the proceeds go to his foundation. So not only is he leading by example on the field, he leads by example off the field. A lot of people in Hollywood tend to do that. Now, I know we don't always see it because we don't live in L.A. We don't follow Hollywood like we used to because we just don't really honestly care as much because we're not around movies as much because the availability of movies is so much easier. So many people wait for to come out of Redbox. There's people wait for Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, whatever you wait for. But when it comes to this Chiefs team, people aren't waiting. People want the action. They want it now, and they're pining for more and more action of Mahomes to do something crazy and... So far, we've had, what, a week of training camp, and we've had a behind-the-back pass that was very just very low-key, lethargic, behind-the-back, just Mahomes just messing around. We had a left-handed throw into a target that he hit. We have deep balls to Tyreek Hill. You have Brandon Kiley, who was just on here, saying his number one takeaway from camp already this year already is the fact that Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes are getting even better. And last year, Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes set the world on fire. Literally. You couldn't stop what they were doing last year. And now it's even better, according to what I would say, other than Pete Sweeney, the most trusted guy who's been at camp is Brandon Kylie because he's always there. He gets one-on-ones with guys, and he has a lot of valuable information. And the fact that people want to be there in the flocks of crowds of 15,000 over a weekend gives you that Hollywood feel. That's all I have to say about that. Because that, to me, is Hollywood. That, to me, is the attention that you want with your team. And the other thing, too, that gives you the Hollywood feel, these guys welcome it. None of these guys are like, oh, you know, this is something new. No, no, no. These guys are ready for this year. They know what's on the table, and they know what they have to go out and get. And if you win a Super Bowl and you get to the Super Bowl, 
then you will be Hollywood. Because guess what? The oldest player of the core on your team is Travis Kelsey. He's 29. He'll be 30 in October. Your quarterback's 24. Your star wide receiver's 25. Your number two wide receiver's 26. Pretty insane. Hollywood feel when it comes to this Chiefs team. I talked about it Thursday night. Everyone knows the core of this team on the Chiefs. And everybody knew the core of the Royals team in 2015. But that's not what the most important part is. Of those cores, you probably had your guy. Nick Price, myself, we each had a guy. We currently have a guy on this new core with the Chiefs. Who was yours coming up? Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. All right, I want to get back into this real quick. Live and local, we're St. Joe at Pete Sweeney at 130. But Andy Reid addressed the media and here is what Coach Andy Reid had to say about Saturday's practice at Chiefs camp. Injuries, Damian Wilson uh, has a sore knee. We're just uh, looking at that. Uh, Dieter, uh, his back, it's getting better. Lucas, hamstring strain is getting better. Will Williams is getting better. Um, good to get out here. Again, crowd was great. Uh, a lot of folks, last couple days actually. Um, and we got good work in, so. Um, with that, time's yours. Andy, you've worked every day with Ron Thornhill. He's making the place for you back there. Is this what you saw from him that led you to draft him? Yeah, so we got to see him play corner and safety in college. So he did a little bit of each. And uh, one consistency was he made plays both spots. So, um, And he's doing that out here. He was, early he was getting his hand on the ball, but he wasn't getting the picks. Now he's making the picks. Um, I know he's in some subcontractors right now, but what's he got to do to earn even more points? Yeah, just keep more reps, you know. Right now he's getting a ton of them, so uh, just continue to play. Experience will be the thing, a young guy. Coach, I know back at OTAs, you had high praise for Anthony Hitchens and just being one of the leaders coming back on this defense just through a couple weeks of camp. Just what have you seen from him now the pads have come on? Yeah, Hitch brings uh, great energy every play, every day, um, and he's smart. And so uh, he, he, you know, he's, he leads the middle of that defense right there. That's what he does. I know Damian Wilson didn't practice today, but how is he meshing in with yeah. Anthony Hitchens and Richard? I'll tell you, well, he and Dan, he, I mean, he and Anthony are close, so uh, from from being at Dallas together. So uh, he is, uh, he's extremely smart. I make very many mistakes out here. I mean, he's uh, he's a very accurate uh, player. Tony, with regard to uh, Damian Williams, uh, do you sense he'll be back anytime soon? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I can't tell you exactly when, but I believe it will be, yeah. What's he missed up to this point? Oh, he missed quite a bit, yeah. yeah. He's missed, missed a lot of plays. It's been great for these other guys, though. So. Like Carlos? Talk about Carlos. Yeah, Carlos has done a nice job. Um, he's getting a lot of reps, and he's taking advantage of them. Coach, during, during, during training camp, the preseason, how important for you as a coach that the young guys earn their, their playing time and earn their reps out there? Yeah, well, I think it's a combination. I mean, you gotta you got to earn it to um, – by working hard. So, and then when you have opportunities, take advantage of the opportunities. Don't make the same mistake twice. All those things become important if you want to if you want to get into that rotation or the play rotation. Coach, what have you seen in terms of progression since camp started to where Nicole Hartman is now? He's, he's obviously getting a lot more rest with the one. Yeah, yeah. I think you see consistency, just uh, play speed consistency. And um, he, I mean, he's working his tail off. He, he's actually had a couple nice days here. Coach, a lot of new faces on the defense. Now that you see them go live, how do you evaluate how they're coming together and how Coach Bagnola is doing? Yeah, I like the energy. I like uh, the way they're challenging right now. Um, 
on both sides of the ball, we still got ways to go. So we, we've got to keep competing against each other and, and getting ourselves better. Uh, but I, I, every day I see improvement on the defensive side. Um, and, and that becomes important. Uh, because it's new, uh, you're going to see some things. There are some steps forward. So that's uh, appreciated that. Yeah. Coach Moore, guys. What are you looking at? I mean, they can't tackle. There's not a lot of hitting. When you look at the defense to evaluate it on tape and with your eye, what are you looking for? So you weren't here yesterday, I presume, because we, we did tackle. Um, and, and so today was not a tackling day. But, uh, I, I mean, we evaluate all that, right? So we, we look at that, and, uh, and then we'll evaluate the preseason games. But some of it's just a matter of scheme. I mean, how are you handling the scheme and the adjustments? Right now the offense is going to throw a lot of things. I said, how do you adjust to that? And, um, and, and so you evaluate those things. And then are you in position to make a play? I mean, we're going fast. Even in these stud periods, like you saw today, we're going fast. So are you in position to make the play? And, um, and, and so that's how you evaluate that. Yeah. Cody, Andy, because you, you mentioned preseason games. Is too early to start talking about Cincinnati? Thoughts about? Yeah, I'll get that to you as we go here. <laughs> I haven't put much time or thought into that right this minute. I mean, normally I go with the ones for a quarter or so, but I mean, I, you know, I haven't even got that far yet. But. Last story, go ahead. Coach, we have, we have three Chiefs players, three former Chiefs players going to the Hall of Fame tonight. You've coached, uh, I guess, a few of them uh, that are going in. Just your thoughts on the Hall of Fame tonight and those that are going Yeah, in. what a great honor, huh? What a great honor. And uh, that means a career well done in a lot of ways. So um, I'm, I'm happy and proud for all of them. Uh, uh, like I said, that's the... Um, it's a great honor. You're the elite of the elite. So um, they, they need to just enjoy that moment. It's, uh, it's something special. Coach, uh, Coach are, are the rookies uh, where you expect them to be at this point uh, camp? Yeah, they're improving. I mean, in general, I tell you, they're, they're improving every day. They're working hard at it. Um, one advantage of being up here is uh, there's not a lot else to do other than we meet, eat, and practice. So, you know. Last one, Nate. How's the food up here, Coach? Food's great. Yeah. The people here do a phenomenal job. Yeah. I'll, I'll get you a cheeseburger later. Last one, Nate. You, you mentioned before that you're not, defenses aren't really in base sort of formations anymore. With the three safeties you have of Thornhill, Sorensen, and obviously Tyron, how much do you think you guys will use those three in certain situations? And how much have you noticed of that in practice so far, those three guys working together? Yeah, so Spag's rolling a lot of people in there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, giving people opportunities to show. Uh, but those three, uh, you know, there's going to be a time and a place where, yeah, you have the three of them on the field, yeah. So that was Andy Reid from St. Joe. Sound like an agitated Andy Reid. Sound like he's just kind of like ready to get away from people for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, especially that little shade that he was throwing at Damian Williams there. Yeah, not happy. Uh -oh. uh, he said, per Adam Teicher, Andy Reid sounded frustrated with the starting running back Damian Williams, who has yet to practice with the Chiefs at training camp because of a sore hamstring. Quote, He's missed quite a bit, end quote, Reed said. Quote again, he's missed a lot of plays. It's been great for these young guys to come, you know, get reps. Pretty insane. Uh, Andy Reed live from St. Joe as the Chiefs continue their training camp. is a week from today. Uh, they will be at Arrowhead against the Cincinnati Bengals in their first preseason game of the 2019-20 season because I think we all believe the Chiefs will be playing into, uh, into February uh, this year. Which is kind of interesting. I think I, I thought Andy Reid had a couple of things. By the way, sweet question. How's the food up here? Uh, it's pretty great. You said he had something about a cheeseburger trying to steal my steal my thunder on mm -hmm. the uh, Chili Reynos question. Oh, yeah. By the way, Yahoo made a meme about that. You know, how you doing? Um, but, no, I think this Chiefs team, I thought what he talked about enough was, you know, they didn't really hit anybody today. 
Some guys to return to practice. I know uh, they talked about uh, McCole Hardman. We know that's how you say his name because our very own Brandon Kylie did a one-on-one with him, and that's how he told him to say his name. So for all you other slackers, get in on it. Oh, by the way, did you know it's pronounced Jif, not Gif? I think it's, yeah. That's like one of the hottest debates out there, though. No, it's I still call GIF, it a GIF. not GIF. It is? Yeah, it's pronounced GIF, not GIF. Okay, so it was on the right side of right? history with no, this one. No, it is. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm way wrong. It's pronounced GIF, not GIF. All right, well, I still think it's GIF. Yeah, well, it's not. Yeah. The owner says it's called uh, GIF. Either way, um, <laughs> a lot of people say, well, you don't open a GIF on Christmas. Well, that was Andy Reid. We want to get back into our other topics that we had earlier. We're going to go to a quick break here. We'll come back and reset this. Um like we said, everybody has a, a core on successful teams. You look at the Braves when they went in the 90s and won. You had Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, Chipper Jones, Ryan Klesko, Fred McGriff. I don't think Jeff Blauser plays a part in that, but, you know, somebody's got to be a Jeff Blauser. The Chiefs, they're doing that, and the Royals did it in 2014 and 2015. Nick Price and I will divide up both teams and pick our guys from the World Series team and our guy on the Chiefs' current team. We do all this next on 610 Sports Radio. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on 610 Sports Radio, live and local on Saturday. So you say graphics. GIF stands for Graphics Interchange Format. This all from the Protein House, E with a Purpose text line. I feel like this is all pointing towards it's actually GIF and not GIF. It's not. It's not. Look it up. The creator I of it. I know what he said. Okay, well then stop disagreeing with the damn owner. If you came up with a word and somebody said that's not how you say it, you'd slap him in the face and tell him that's how you say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like that's, if somebody said, that's I his think right. That's if somebody his said, right. Like, somebody said, I think you pronounce your name Lickens. Like, my name gets pronounced a lot. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, looks like Lickens. That's how I'm going to say it. No, you're going to say my name right, even though it's never going to happen. There's nothing worse than going to a restaurant with my family and they're like, Lickens, party is six, and you Mr. see everybody Lickens. laugh. It sucks. They ever do that in class growing up when like yes, a sub was calling roll? Time. That's why I make sure whenever we have like guests, I think like Kylie had a guest one time, like Gigliotti. I had to like make sure I knew how to say his name because I could not get it right just looking at it. Uh, it's uh, actually Lickens. I just think that that guy, like, I feel like a guy that has like a name like Gigliotti. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a guy you don't want to put like too much Parmesan cheese on his pasta. Yeah, right. I told you the last guy that did it, he got his left hand broken. Anyways, uh, you just heard Andy Reid live from St. Joe. Um, and then you'll hear Pete Sweeney about an hour from now as we'll get his take on it because uh, the two biggest nerds at camp this year, uh, the football station of Kansas City this year is 610 Sports Radio. And Pete Sweeney, Brandon Kylie are getting all the audio. Check out the drive weekdays. Two to six. Kylie gets one-on-ones. He so far has done uh, Tanio Passigno. Try to spell that last name. Um, I think he's also got uh, Muckle Hardman as well. So a lot of good stuff coming that way from that young kid. And uh, that great show from two to six on uh, 610 Sports Radio. Live and local, Saturdays. Following us will be Out of Bounds. No, it won't be. It'll be The Overtime with Jillian Carroll, Chris Unicero, and Julio Sanchez. And then at uh, five o'clock today, they get a full show. Five o'clock today, Cody Tapp will get you ready for the Twins and Royals. Woo! Kind of upset with the Royals. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. No, we don't have to. It's time to have fun. You're 40 and 71. Stop bringing Glenn Sparkman out there for six innings. Somebody asked Ned Yost last night. They said, how did, you know, Sparky? And he said, who? And the guy had the nerve to say it again, Sparky. Um, Ned's a very aggressive man. Uh, from, the eight, from the 913, Dusty, here's a bet. Chiefs first Browns. Loser buys the winner four cupcakes from Small Cakes and Shawnee. Want to guess who that's from? I mean, I would guess Lance. That's right. I've been looking at it. 
I mean, I, does does he want the Browns or does he want the Chiefs? They don't play each other this year, do they? Maybe he's talking about Madden. He was talking about taking you on. A I'm Madden not playing last week. somebody in Madden. I suck. I downloaded. I threw like five interceptions to like obvious plays. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Anyways, in 2014 and 2015, the Royals went to the World Series both years. In 2015, they obviously won the World Series. And it took, what, 90 feet and Madison Bumgarner to crush your jeans in 2014, and the Royals got so close, and then in 2015, nothing mattered. The Royals just moved everybody out of their way. They went through everything, and they ended up winning the World Series. This Chiefs team, similar. I don't need to talk about this because I've uh, beaten a dead horse with this content. That the Chiefs got uh, a size, what, 12 and a half foot from getting to the uh, Super Bowl with D Ford, mm-hmm. and then they couldn't get the Patriots off the field on third and 10, third and 10, third and 10. You can blame Julian Edelman's thumb that you got hosed on that call as well. Julian Edelman also does steroids, so his life's not going to be as good as yours when you're 50. Stats show. Um, the thing about this Royals team and this Chiefs team is that there's very similar things on both sides. When the Royals went to the World Series in 14 and 15, they were built around a core, correct? Yeah. Lorenzo Kane, Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, Gerard Dyson, uh, Salvador Perez. Within that core, Nick Price... You probably had a guy that when they came up to play or whenever they got ready to get out in the outfield to make a great play or the infield to make a great play, you were kind of like, that's my guy. That's who I root for. Your guy was? Lorenzo Cain. Okay, why? Uh, Because, like, not only did he do it at the plate, I feel like he came up in big spots and was always knocking in, like, just a bunch of RBIs. And But also he could do it in the field, too. I mean, I remember that one where he made those back-to-back catches in center field in the playoffs, and he's just, like, pumping his chest and yelling and everything. Nope, not today. Ooh, like that, that stuff gets too. me going. The smile's great. Like the personality, the bromance with Salvi and everything. And Instagram. then, and then just the speed on the bases too, man. Like he could get around. Like that's why I really like Lorenzo K. ALCS MVP. Mm-hmm. Completely waxed Baltimore by himself. What about you? For me, it was Gerard Dyson. Gerard Dyson, whether you want to believe it or not, was the leader in that clubhouse before Eric Hosmer took over in 2016. Um, well, kind of 2015, really. But Gerard Dyson was the voice that, like, kind of got everybody together. Like, it was Dyson who got Hosmer and Moose and Sal and Kane and kind of got that kind of that gel kind of formed. That just was, like, Dyson's thing. I also like Gerard Dyson's Twitter handle, Mr. Zumbaya. Oh, yeah. I also liked his young jock. It's going down uh, grip motion that he had every yeah, time he steal a base. I thought he was fun um, when he would get on the base pass. I thought he, whenever he got a chance to make a play, I remember the play he made in Seattle – where he climbed the wall, reached over, yeah. and grabbed it, and you got to see the uh, the stat cast uh, trail of where he got. And then just his, that's what speed do. And him and Lorenzo Cain, I forget who, who kind of really adopted it, but just keep the line moving, kind of became underneath them. Lorenzo Cain, Gerard Dyson, kind of similar players, kind of had that quiet upbringing to them that, like, you didn't really care much about Gerard Dyson as a whole from, like, a community. It was more so, like, everybody loved Hosmer, everybody liked Moose, because they were like a bromance. Everybody likes Salvi because he's just so damn nice and gullible. Not gullible, but he's just so nice and just lovable. so lovable and just yeah. that big teddy bear type guy. And it's with teams like those that create those cores. And from the text line, he is still relevant too. I think he's leading the NL in stolen bases. I'm just talking about in general with the Royals. Like in that yeah, run, Gerard like the Dice. sixth, seventh guy that a lot of people thought of. Right. And he just could surprise you. Like, every once in a while, Gerard Dyson would park one. And, like, this year for the Diamondbacks, he's been hitting a ton of home runs. Uh, not a ton. But he's got 
more home runs than he's had in, in previous years. He's also just, in general, just a, a fun and a funny guy as well. And when it comes to teams that get successful and teams that go on championship runs, it always seems that they have like a core. And within that core, you have a guy that you root for a little bit more. And we talked about it this previous segment before we went to uh, Andy Reid, live from St. Joe. And that was the fact that within that core, you have a guy that you tend to root for. Just like in boy bands, when you had a boy band back in your life or you had a television show that you watched, you, let's say that you watched the Power Rangers, right? To throw back even further. You were either Red Ranger, White Ranger. Or before the White Ranger, you were Green Ranger guy. Just because you liked him. But you liked the show as a whole and everybody that was involved in it. Right, but everybody tends to gravitate towards like one or two people in, in particular in these kind of situations. And the thing about it is that this Chiefs team is very similar to kind of that 15 and 14 Royals team. Same type of core, same type of, I guess, bad taste in your mouth left over from last season mm-hmm. and so close that you know you can do it the next year. And, of course, this year, now, the Chiefs are the favorites. I don't think the Royals really were favorites to get to the World Series in the next year because of, you know, statistics and analytics and fan grab, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to this year's Chiefs team and last year's Chiefs team, they have built a core. And within that Chiefs core, you have Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones, maybe, maybe Tyron Matthew this year. There might be some guys that really like SEC football that followed him at LSU, some guys that really thought the Chiefs could get him last year that kind of fell in love with him in Texans organization or if you liked him in Arizona's organization when he was with Pat Peterson. He's always been a high-profile guy, too, so Chiefs fans are familiar with Tyron Matthew. Yeah, and so when it comes to the Chiefs core, Nick Price, you also have a guy that when they're on the field or they do something, you tend to focus a little bit more on, and that is? So excluding Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Yeah, I think he's just obvious to everyone. Yeah, but like after him, it's definitely, for me, it's Tyreek Hill. I don't think there's anybody else in the NFL that does the kind of things that he does. And just watching him run, man, like he will have – three yards of separation, and just blow by people, and there's no chance. And I think that the peace sign is one of the best celebrations in all of sports. Once he burns somebody, chucks up the deuces, he's like, I'm out of here. It's awesome. So, for me, it's Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Kelsey, whether you want to believe it or not, I believe that Travis Kelsey has played the following two seasons with a chip on his shoulder. That chip is Rob Gronkowski. Now that chip is gone, and Travis Kelsey, which we'll get into a little bit later, is one of the, or not, the top tight end in the NFL league right now. In the National Football League, Travis Kelsey probably sits alone on that throne of tight ends when it comes to talent overall. The other thing I like about Travis Kelsey is, Travis Kelsey has done something that a lot of people don't talk enough about, and that is the fact that he has grown from a over-modulated, very colorful type of player on the field. I think if you remember a couple years ago, he threw the towel as a flag in the face of the ref. He did the... Uh, Rolling the dice, the Yahtzee. Is that what you call it? I don't know. People are calling it that. No, they weren't. That's a lie. You just literally lied on the I air. know what it was. Yeah, but it's not rolling the dice. It was a motion of something you do in your own spare time. Right, right. Right, when he talked about Von Miller. The clean version was rolling the dice. No, it's not. There People is no clean that. version. There's nobody rolling the dice. Travis Kelsey was not rolling the dice. Only he was, he was the, not. No. The only thing he was rolling the dice with was his chance of him getting suspended. Exactly. Okay. And a hefty fine. I just want to let people know what he used to be. And it seemed last year when he saw Mahomes 
as a rookie in that Denver Bronco game, now this is all speculation, that when Travis Kelsey saw Mahomes in that Denver Bronco game, it was probably a lot like when people back in the day might have seen Jesus turn water into wine. Like, holy cow, I got to get behind this guy and I got to change my life. Something happened. Or for those poor people that follow Joel Osteen, maybe they saw something where somebody like came out of a chair that couldn't walk and now they could walk. That's where I think Travis Kelsey's life changed. And that's why I'm more into Travis Kelsey than maybe others are. Also, the fact that Travis Kelsey is fun as hell. He's got great dance moves, and he's the best tight end in football. And he kind of makes this offense click a little bit more than people give him credit for. And the fact that he is now a glorified leader of this team, I would probably say the BFF of the quarterback on this team. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he... Chugged a beer in the crowd, continues to be fun, but in the right moments, it lets you know that Travis Kelsey's got his head on straight. He knows what's at stake. He's only 29 years old. He'll be 30 in October. But the fact that Travis Kelsey knows, respects, and shows it lets me know that that's a guy that I can get behind, that I know this is my guy in this court. Another thing about Travis Kelsey that's awesome, that is very similar to the 2015 Royals, is just his personality. He's got one of the yeah. biggest personalities in all of the NFL just like all the guys on the Royals were so fun. They were all having fun together. They kind of came up together, played together for a long time, got to know each other, became really good friends. And I think that's what you're seeing with the Chiefs right now is a lot of tight-knit guys, and Kelsey's the leader as far as the most charismatic guy on the team. Right, and I mean, I know everybody kind of likes Tyree Kill or you like Patrick Mahomes or you like Chris Jones or maybe you like Frank Clark already because what do you say something about, like, you got to let them nuts hang or something like that something out in like practice? That, yeah. And then he had the other day, I think Pete Sweeney said that they were running to the left side, and he's just like, Grow man! Grow man over here! Why y'all running over here? And he's just kicking Eric Fisher's ass, which can be a good thing. Oh, yeah. Because if you play a video game on All Pro, and then you go play somebody else that's not All Pro, you're going to kick their ass because you've been getting your ass kicked the entire time. Oh, yeah. Sorry for the language. From the text sign, the 816, people were calling it rolling the dice. Thank you. Okay, well... Those people are wrong because it wasn't rolling the dice. It was, you don't roll we the dice. We all know what he was doing. You don't roll dice like this. And then you don't, sh you know, you don't You never rolled the dice before? Yes, I have. At Blue Springs High School. Sometimes it was illegal. It was behind the, behind the school for dollars. I, it was just called the dice game. If you rolled seven first, you collected. If you rolled seven again, you're out. I got two Chiefs I root for, Garrick Dieter and Herb Miller. I told you people knew who Herb Miller mm -hmm. was before the show started. But that's what I'm talking about. When it comes to this Royals core, or when it came to that Royals core, and it came to this Chiefs core, I'm telling you right now, it's cores like that that make teams special, that also attract that Hollywood feel, which we're just going to connect this entire show together at this one big full circle moment. And when it comes to those cores and it comes to these teams with special moments, it just seems that something at the end of the season might just be special as well. Something that is also special is Steph Curry. I know a lot of people compare Steph Curry to Patrick Mahomes, but this next comparison is the last one I'll do because it's the greatest one I'll do. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Text line 69306, Protein House, eat with a purpose. Text line, do you think Travis Kelsey? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, yeah. We've had some really good meetings with the boss. I don't want to, like, no. I don't want that to be the. No, we don't want to, like, just kill all the momentum that we've been having. I think we might have already done that. Yeah, we probably um, did. That's fine. God, I still can't believe Zach Grinky's on the Houston Astros. I know. Like, their, num their top was... three pitchers rotation is Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Grinky. Mm hmm. 
Must be nice. Yep, putting all my money in on the uh, fact that Houston Astros are going to win the World Series. So far today on the Out of Bounds show that we play every Saturday live and local on 610 Sports Radio, we've talked about this team looking more of like a Hollywood scheme. Um, the fact that you can compare uh, cores of the Royals and cores of the Chiefs together, everybody has their guy that they like to follow a little bit more exclusively than the entire core because following five guys of a team is hard enough and following one guy makes it a little bit easier and a little bit more fun. That's why you probably buy the jersey or the jersey, or that's why whenever they come up to bat or they come up on the field and do something, you're a little bit more um, intrigued into what's going to happen. Nick Price had mentioned that his on the Chiefs is Tyree Kill, and I had mentioned that might get uh, juiced up for his Travis Kelsey. And the reality star, the top tight end in the league, uh, the fact that he is a glorified leader on this team. He's obviously not the voice. Patrick Mahomes, I think, is, as ironic as that may be. Um, but also that Travis Kelsey has just kind of changed his whole mantra as a football player in itself um, to kind of make sure what's important on this team and what can be important, especially with the dynasty of the Patriots, you'd think, winding down. Pete Sweeney will join us at 1.30 live from St. Joe. Um, the overtime with uh, Chris Unicero, Jillian Carroll, and Julio Sanchez, or as we call it, the sexiest trio in sports radio in Kansas City. Speaking of sexy, Ron Hughley is up here. Um, for what, I don't know. Bothering somebody, that's for sure. Less sex, more sports. You can hear their show every day, 10 to 2 on 610 Sports Radio. Ron, Serta, Vern, their uh, confessions are pretty great at the end of the show. Oh, Make sure yeah. you check those Love out. Those. Those are Ron hit Serta with the DX sign the other day. That was pretty classic. Um, but I thought it was interesting uh, when Patrick Mahomes had done something yesterday that really made my head explode. Uh, again, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and the comparisons that you can get between he and Steph Curry, and I believe this one is the end-all, be-all. No, it's still a great feeling. <laughs> Every time you, you take that shot and you, and you connect, I mean, when, you, when you're playing NFL defenses, that's what they're trying to prevent, and uh, they're, they're, they're doing everything they can to try to prevent those plays, and so you get you get limited chances, so whenever you take that chance, you want to make sure that you connect on it. How limited is this year? Uh, I mean, we got a lot of players. So we know their defense is going to throw a lot of different looks at us. They're going to try, definitely try to keep us uh, underneath and underneath routes. But that's the, the, the blessing about this team is we got a lot of guys that are good at those too. So here's my last and final comp on Mahomes and Steph Curry. And that is that the Mahomes deep ball will then become the Steph Curry three-point jump shot. Somewhere, somebody's probably used this comp before, but it's up to me to use my brain to dissect it a little bit more when it comes to this type of content. So let's go back to 2015 when Steph Curry changed the NBA, right? So four years ago, five years ago, Steph Curry in the NBA, we've talked about this before, you'd look at the score line at the bottom of ESPN, you would see the stat line, and it would say something like 11 of 16 from the three-point arc, Steph Curry, 49 points, and you're like, okay, well, that was an anomaly. Maybe he just had a good night. And then those lines kind of continued. That stat kind of kept getting uh, reiterated over and over and over again. You're like, holy cow, what is Steph Curry doing that's different? And that was the fact that Steph Curry was showing up every night, splashing the ball from wherever on the court, and we really hadn't seen anything like it, but we knew that that was in play since the three-point line had been around. You play pickup basketball with your friends, you play horse, you play pig, whatever it is the game that you play, and you would step outside the three-point arc 30 feet, 25 feet, and you would chuck up a three, and you'd say, that's where you got to shoot it from. So it's always been available, just like the deep ball has always been available. And it's been used, right? But a lot of times it get used for 
desperational heaves or we got to score quick. But guys like Tom Brady didn't do that. Guys like Tom Brady threw like seven or eight yard outs and got out of bounds. Guys like Aaron Rodgers tended to use it a little bit. Brett Favre would use it a little bit more, which is why he got the nickname Gunslinger. But it wasn't as accurate and it wasn't as effective as what Patrick Mahomes did last year. The audio cut that you heard before that was Patrick Mahomes yesterday reaching out to the media and letting them know what they're going after. And they're going to try to work on that, which means that whether you believe it or not, as crazy as it may think, the Patrick Mahomes deep ball is going to be used multiple times in the game. It's going to back up the fact that he threw for 5,000 yards last year, which we've thought that this year the defense will prevent that from happening again. But we don't know that for sure. But Patrick Mahomes is going to lean on that deep ball no matter what because he has guys that can do it. Sammy Watkins, uh, McCole Hardman, and Tyree Kill. All three of those guys have the ability to go out there and get it. Mahomes is trailblazing this, and I believe this to be true because he's going to do it more, th- more so than not than any other quarterback has done it before because of three easy concepts. One, he can. Two, he's better at it than anybody else. And three, it works. Very three easy concepts. He can do it better than anybody else. It works. And quite frankly, it's the concept that gets this team going forward. Because what he says is teams try to prevent that all the time. Well, when you have three guys on your team that can go out there and get it and one of the best to ever do it as a tight end underneath, it's going to be pretty hard to stop. And I know a lot of people compare this team to the Golden State Warriors as they had Kevin Durant, they had Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, and they also had Draymond Green. Just like this team has Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. That comparison's overdone. It's stale. We don't need to go there. But the fact that Steph Curry changed the game in the NBA to where it only became the three-point jump shot. And a lot of people say in baseball that the home run is now the three-point jump shot. That's fair, I guess, but it's not as, I guess it's not as done as much or as accurate as a three-point jump shot can be done. Patrick Mahomes throwing the deep ball is going to affect his pass percentage. It may never get to the point of Drew Brees throwing 73 to 74% pass completion percentage. But if he's throwing, last year he did, 66% on his pass completions, and he's also having an average of 8.8 yards per completion, damn near a first down every time because those numbers are exaggerated because he does throw balls that are 50-plus yards, 60-plus yards, 35-plus yards. That average gets skewed, but in a way that is positive. Just like Steph Curry shoots 40% from the three-point arc, if not higher, but he does it because the same reason Patrick Mahomes does it. He's better, he transitions better, and he does it better, and it's successful. When Steph Curry crosses half court, you don't hear people say, God, why is he shooting? You hear people say, oh, that's in. Yeah, you kind of hold your breath because you know like something's big is about to happen. Because you've seen it enough and you've seen it work enough to where you trust it enough. You expect it to work. Just like when it comes to the rest of that team. Now, basketball is different than football, but when it comes to basketball, you have then paired him up with Klay Thompson, who can also shoot the three just like Mahomes is paired up with McCole Hardman and also Tyreek Hill. Those guys can go do and get the deep ball job done. That's just how that team works. So when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and Steph Curry, they both have been trailblazers in a certain aspect in the game. And the fact that when he hit that pump fake on Dan Sorensen yesterday and got Dan to just take one step in and then you take that speed over the top, game over. Now, I'm not saying that Dan Sorensen is 
an average safety in the NFL that everybody else is going to be similar to. But the fact that Patrick Mahomes can't throw it over your head, 60-plus yards, 80-plus yards, I'm sure of it, and you have to bite on that pump, it's just like when Steph gets you with that shot fake and then moves around and gets a three-pointer, and it happens almost all the time. You see it in the NBA. Steph will hit somebody with a pump, move over with a dribble, and drain it. And guys will try to imitate this. Like we always say before, often implicated, never duplicated when it comes to Patrick Mahomes or basketball players like Steph Curry. You just can't do it. You can try to. You can try to be that guy that changes it as well as everybody else. And this makes me sit back and think, it's kind of funny because now I see myself seeing like the Happy Gilmore type thing where Shooter McGavin was getting out by Happy Gilmore and then they did the cutaway where Shooter McGavin's out in the woods trying to hit the Happy Gilmore tee shot and he just couldn't do it. So it gives me a vision that like guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Joe Flacco, those type of guys are going to go out into like practice facilities and try to throw deep balls because they're like, well, Patrick can do it. Surely I can do it. And you just can't. Just like guys are going to try to shoot threes from 30 feet, not going to make them. You see guys try to do it all the time in the NBA. doesn't happen because Steph is one of a kind, just like Patrick is one of a kind. And when it comes to their skill set, the three-point, deep three-point, and the, and the deep ball or the deep, deep ball with Patrick Mahomes, often implicated but never duplicated. I, I also think that not only are, like, older players going to try to do this and try to throw more deep balls and everything, but it might change the game a lot like Steph Curry did for younger players. You know, you see all these highlights of Steph chucking up threes from, you know, half court and all this. And you've started to see more and more college players that have that style to their game, and they try to make that part of their game. When you see more and more of Mahomes throwing these deep balls and just burning people and all that, I bet we're going to see a lot of younger players that are going to try to work that into their game and develop that as they get older. And who knows, just like Steph Curry changed the NBA, Pat Mahomes might be changing the NFL. It is what it is. That's our last and final comp of Patrick Mahomes and Steph Curry, we promise, because now it's even getting to Mitch Holtis comparing Steph Curry and Patrick Mahomes and... I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, the Chiefs may have some faults going into next season with this uh, with this cornerback set. But according to history, they have one big stat on their side. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.